So we're going to stay this week with our hands and uh, moving inwards, moving inwards from the fingertips in another sense. So just feel your contact with the floor, feel how you're resting on the floor. Particularly your back, your shoulders, the space behind your neck, what that's like. This is a very strong controlling relationship in the body, the relationship between your head and your neck. How you've got that organized. Not that you're aware of having organized it. I think it probably happened inadvertently while you were sitting at a computer typing or learning to walk or crawling around as an infant or something. But it's organized in some way. So you notice it by feeling how comfortable or how heavy your head feels on the floor. By noticing how many cushions, how high do you, how many cushions do you put under your head until you feel that you've kind of, you're at neutral with where your head is lying. Or what's the tilt of your head? If you opened your eyes and looked, would you be looking straight in the middle of the ceiling over your head or a little looking down, a little looking up to one side or the other? might even open your eyes and see, and you might surprise yourself where you're looking. So how can anybody possibly change anything so fundamental? It's so fundamental and it's invisible. It's the way the world is for you, how your head, neck, shoulders are organized. And like most important and central things about people, if you want to change them, it's best to do it indirectly. It's best to come in through a back door, do something you don't even realize is addressing your fundamental organization. So that's what we'll do tonight. So you can leave your legs long or you can bend your feet and stand them, whichever you prefer, whichever's more comfortable for you. And bring your hands now in front of um, in front of you and uh, interlace your fingers. So interlace the fingers of your two hands sort of in front of your face. And just begin to really slowly roll your two hands so you turn your palms down and turn your palms out. So you really sort of have your elbows out to the side so you're not clasping your hands, you're just interlacing your fingers and you can turn your palms down and turn your palms towards your face. and. Do it really with the least effort. Do it really with no strain so that you're feeling, you're exploring for yourself how much of this rolling is comfortable. How far can you turn down comfortably? How far do you turn up comfortably? This is this really experimental relationship we take to ourselves. We're not so much interested in accomplishing put that aside and just be curious about 
how much of this range of motion is really easy and when does it start to become an effort and find that boundary but don't surpass it, don't go past it. So feel how far you roll your hands up and then roll your hands down. And really sense with like your x-ray inner vision, there's two bones in your forearm that one of them really rotates around the other. Can you feel that? Do you have any kinesthetic kind of insight into how you're twisting your hands? What do you feel at your elbow? Between your wrist and your elbow, how much do you feel? Maybe your elbows themselves move a little in space. Maybe they stay still. Maybe you feel something in your shoulders. And then move your hands a little bit um, down, so sort of more over your chest. And continue with this rolling, turning your hands up and turning your hands down, really feeling with this slightly different placement over your middle chest or your lower chest, a bit lower down. What's become easier? Which direction has become easier and which direction has become more restricted? So do you turn your palms down more easily now or do you turn them up more easily? Compared to that place in the middle. And then take your arms above where you started, so more over your forehead or a little higher, above in relation to your own up and down, your feet and your head. And turn palm down, palm up, and feel, just so you can feel here with this little bit different position of your arms, which direction has become easier, which direction has become more restricted. What do you feel in your forearms? Do your elbows move at all? What do you feel in your shoulders against the floor? And then come back to where you started, sort of in front of your face, in the middle. And you can feel even just that, having done the same thing in these three different positions, Maybe it's a little easier or clearer. Turning your palms down, turning your palms up. Good. And then leave that, bring your arms down alongside you, stretch out and take a rest.
Okay, now interlace your hands in front of your face again. And bring your right elbow to rest on your floor, on the floor to your right. Um, So your right elbow will be resting on the floor, approximately sort of at a 90 degree angle from your body. It doesn't have to be super precise, just out to the side. And with your right elbow resting like that, with your right arm resting like that, again, roll your palms down, roll your palms up. And feel. With your right arm resting, can you feel more? Turn your palms down. Turn them up. Between your wrists and your elbows, what do you feel? Anything in your shoulder, your spine? The ease of the turning? your right elbow on the ground so that it's closer to your side, closer to your body. Roll down from where you started and continue. Just rolling. Palms down, palms up. And see what's different here. And then slide your arm up so that your elbow is above 90 degrees closer towards your head, resting on the floor. And again, continue. So your right arm is still resting on the floor. Right arm, yeah, and you've just slid your right arm up so it's over above 90, yeah, so it's closer to your head, yeah. No problem. And just roll in. Roll to turn down, to turn up. back straight up to the side, 90 degrees, the first position you're in. Try there. See what that's like now. Bring your arms down alongside rest. And feel, how does your left shoulder blade rest on the floor, your right shoulder blade?
So it was just about a week ago in class at school, I had an occupational medicine physician in, and he talked in his lecture about, he made a joke about psychogenic cough. He said he was presenting to this group of people who, um, about a workplace, health hazards and so on. And they were in an environment that had no dust or anything, but he was talking about dust and cough for the whole presentation he gave. And by the end, you know, five of us, 12 people had coughs. I've had a tickle in my throat ever since then. So I'm speaking and I don't know if it's still called like med school disease if you only get it. If you don't get it for all of the medical conditions they talk about, but only the psychogenic conditions they talk about, and then you get those ones, I think there's really something strange in my brain. Yeah. But having a little tickle in my throat if I cough. It's all in my head, I assure you. <laughs> what does a cough mean that's all in your head? I really worse. Yeah, okay. Let's. Things that are all in our heads. Our head is part of our body, so. Still in our bodies, I guess. Okay, interlace your hands again in front of you. And uh, now take your left elbow to the floor. So rest your left elbow on the floor, sort of at a 90 degrees. Out to the side and turn your palms down. Turn them up. Are both of your forearms, both of your elbows, both of your arms equally clear? Does this one feel as clear as the right did? As we do this work in Feldenkrais, so I'm always telling you to think about the quality of the movement or the ease of the movement instead of the strength or the flexibility. Now, you're going to get lots of strength and flexibility out of it. We're just not talking about it here. Underneath even that level of feeling if the movement is easy is feeling if the movement is clear because we're really... That's a huge thing to notice. If one of your forearms feels kind of like fuzzy and you can't tell anything apart in it, and one of them feels like, oh, yes, I can sense the uh, ulnar and the radius bone. I can sense these two lovely long bones turning around one another, and I can feel my elbow joint, and I can feel my shoulder. And That's a huge thing because that image, that feeling, that ability to distinguish in yourself is really kind of what governs our movement all day. So you don't just have to feel if the movie's movement is easy or not. You can feel, is it clear or not? And move that elbow down, your left elbow down closer to your side, and try in this position. Roll your fingers down. Roll them up. See what you feel. Does it become easier to go in one direction or the other?
and then slide your elbow up so it's more than 90 degrees, so it's closer to your head. And then back to where you started, back to the position straight out to the side. Your left elbow on the floor, rolling your hands up, rolling them down. Is it any clearer? Not just, say, easier in one direction or the other, but clearer from what you feel is happening. See, so this is your elbow in your brain, your forearm in your brain we're talking to. And let go of that and stretch out your arms, rest. Feel if anything's different in how your shoulder blades lie and how your neck is organized. And then bring your hands together and interlace them again. And many of you will know this trick. If you look at this, you've got your hands interlaced in one way. One of the thumbs is on top. Switch your hands and interlace them the other way so the other thumb is on top. Does that feel funny? Does that feel funny in your body or in your brain? Where does that feel funny? Go back and forth a few times and see if you feel what's different in your shoulders from having them interlaced the one way or the other. Can you feel a difference? I'm going to tell you the most astonishing thing there actually is, I think, two researchers in the world between now and 1982, 1982 and now, have studied the human tendency to prefer clasping your hands in one way or the other. I was reading a book about handedness over spring break and they've actually studied this and they actually say it's about 50-50 uh, or something it's not correlated with handedness so it's not like you're right handed and you like the right thumb on top or vice versa but the mysterious thing about it which I can't track down their footnote on yet is that from Britain to the far east there is a variation in its incidence. So the British, by about 60%, prefer to have their left thumb on top. In the Far East, only about 30% will prefer to have their left thumb on top. And that is really weird. There is a similar east-west gradient in left-handedness, and they have an explanation for that, which is ingenious. But... Uh, I couldn't find the article they were footnoting to see if there was an explanation for hand clasping this. I will continue to look at that. <laughs> but okay, so one of those feels more normal to you. Do the one that feels less normal to you. Do the one that feels less normal to you. And with your hands interlaced like that, begin to turn your palms 
in and turn your palms out while you're taking your left upper arm towards the left side of your face. So you're sort of extending your arms up and to the right so that your left upper arm comes towards your left cheek. You can leave your face still, leave your head still in the middle, but you're taking your arm in the direction of your cheek and your hands kind of in a diagonal over and up towards the right. And come back and feel what that's like. How easily can you find a path? Can you put that together? Can you make that make sense? Turning your palms out. If you're too close to the floor, to the wall, to the floor, to the wall. If you're too close to the wall over your head, you'll uh, run out of room for your hands. So you might need to give yourself some room there. So find the path. How does your how do your arms come over so that your left upper arm goes towards the left side of your face as you turn your palms out? Sort of your whole left cheek, your left upper arm, your left cheek. So you'll be going, you'll be taking your hands not just from side to side, but also up over your head, up towards the wall, over your head. And then you just take your left arm towards your left cheek and come back. And then what's it like to take your right arm towards your right cheek? So you turn your palms out, lengthen your arms over your head and take your right upper arm towards your right cheek. Does that feel the same or does that feel quite different? And go back and forth towards your left cheek, your left arm, towards your right cheek, your right arm. And compare, compare what it's like on one side and the other. Find If you find the easy path, the path that makes sense, that integrates the turning of your hands, it's probably going to be very different how and how far your upper arm goes towards your cheek on one side or the other. Your face stays in the middle. You don't roll your head or twist your head or turn your head. You just use your head is a reference point here. Great. And then bring your right elbow to the floor again so your right elbow can rest. So your right elbow is resting on the floor again. And turn your hands while you take your elbow down and take your elbow up along the floor, but using the support of the floor. Down and up, down towards your side, up towards your face.
really resting on the floor, your right arm really resting, and you go up towards the side of your face. Does your right arm get as far as the side of your face? The side of your head, your elbows or not. And try bringing the left arm to the floor. See if you can go around in a whole circle. So one arm is on the floor and then the other. And you're going in a whole circle with those rolling hands. But using the support of the floor as you go around. And do your arms touch your face? Or do they stay away from your face? How far on each side? So you're kind of doing most of a circle. You leave out the bottom of the circle, but... Taking those rolling hands around. Using the floor on the left, using the floor on the right for your arms. And how does that arm pass over the side of your face? How does each arm pass over the side of the face as you go? Bring your arms down, take a rest. How are your shoulder blades? How do you feel them on the floor? As we go, you might find the cushions under your head that you want to get rid of one or change the height. Notice if that's the case. Bring your hands up, interlace them in front of your face and bring them down now more over your belly like low and turn them there and feel what that's like. How easily do they turn down, turn up. Is this the favorite? Yeah, yeah. And switch that interlacing and see what the rolling of your hands is like with the other interlacing.
And then try just a little bit to the left. So take your hands a little to the left of center and roll. What becomes easier, what direction becomes easier, what becomes more restricted. Don't push it, just feel those boundaries. Feel the part that's easy. What do your elbows do? Feel anything in your shoulders? And then a little bit to the right. Still more down over your belly, quite low. A little to the right, a little to the left. Bring your arms down, rest. A great deal about what you can do here with your forearms, with your fingers, goes back to your lower spine, your upper thoracic vertebrae, that very hidden spot at the base of the neck in the back and around the thoracic outlet in the front. So we're going to do a little more to kind of integrate that into the picture, but again, it's very subtle. So, <clears throat> now a bunch of you, many, many people have their legs long. Some of you have stood your legs, stood your feet, and you're doing this with your knees bent. And let's first feel like, what's the difference? What, why did you do one or the other? What effect does it have on what we're doing? Let's experiment with that a bit. So come back and interlace your hands in front of your face. And now go to turning your palms out, turning your palms in and out while you take your left arm towards your left cheek and then your right arm towards your right cheek. So you're sort of going back and forth. One arm towards one cheek and then the other arm towards the other cheek. You come down and then you go up and arm towards the cheek again. Back down in front of your face, then the other arm towards the cheek. So your hands are kind of making a arc or a U here that's like not just from side to side but up and to the right and then up and to the left. And you've got your legs long now or maybe you have them bent. And try the opposite. Take your legs bent and see is there any difference in the ease as you take one the upper arm towards the cheek on one side and on the other side as you turn your hands up and out on the one side and on the other side. Try it with your legs long and with your knees bent. (laughs) 
And to really feel the difference, take your arms as far overhead, as extended overhead with the palms turned out as you can comfortably do. And try that with your legs bent and with your legs long. And you might need to come away from the floor. Some of you are some from the wall over your head. Some of you are running out of room. Don't let the wall boss you around. Get out of its way. Yeah. And feel when you bend and stand your knees, when you lengthen your legs, your whole spine's arranged differently, your neck's different, the base of your neck is different. What feels different? What feels different just in being in that position? What feels different in being able to move your hands, to roll your hands in and out in that position? Okay, and now with your legs long, you might need to arrange some things for this next idea, so let's see what you need. Uh, What you're going to do with your legs long is kind of dig your heels into the floor, plant your heels on the floor so that if you wave your feet a little bit, just very tiny motion of your feet, not left and right, but up and down, if you move your feet up and down, that will actually make a little kind of impulse up your spine. You're going to from your heels, be able to push your spine. Some of you might feel you can do that better with your socks off. So if you want to take your socks off, you can do that. So you get a little grip on the floor with your heels and you can move your feet up and down and feel how that really, you're like creating a tiny push up your legs. That pushes your pelvis, that pushes your spine. Feel the length of your spine. Now do that, very tiny, very subtle, but while you're turning your palms out with your arms over your head, can your arms even rest on the floor over your head, palms turned out, and just in the most subtle way, look for the feeling that you're doing something, you don't know what, you probably won't feel what, but you're doing something from your feet that's sending a little push up your spine, so your toes might only move like, a centimeter or two centimeters or something to feel a small, tiny, slow push up your spine and that talks all the way up to your base of your skull. You feel that all the way up to your head. Maybe something changes in your chest. Maybe something moves towards the floor somewhere. Maybe something becomes a little more mobile at the base of your neck. Maybe something reorganizes in your shoulders, who knows what, something happens, feel, listen. Maybe something changes in how you can turn your palms out and upwards, how your upper arms can come towards the sides of your face. Really small exploration, really small with the heels, The other thing about the deepest changes is they they happen when you don't know and can't feel anything's happening. When you're kind of like in the dark and you're letting your eyes adjust. Just a slow rocking, not really an oscillation, just a slow push up from your heels, length of your spine. 
check in a little. Can you lengthen your arms, turn your palms out? Something suddenly mysteriously change in your shoulders to let this happen. Does your neck slide up from in between your shoulders differently? The clavicles reorganize themselves. What happens? And then slowly, slowly bring your arms down. Leave that with your legs. And take a rest. And now roll over onto your stomach. And now can you, what would it be like to, on your stomach, can you interlace your hands over your head and roll your hands, roll them in, roll them out, extend your arms, slide them along the floor over your head, Again, looking to do within what's easy, so you turn your palms out, how easy is that to do now with your Well, something in your face, i.e. the floor. A little bit of a change. Does that work? Do the part that's easy. Go towards, go with that idea in that direction. No effort. Part that's easy. How close do your upper arms come to the side of your face now? Or not? Get yourself all the room you need over your head. And now plant your toes under. And like when you were face up, is there anything here face down that that little, tiny, subtle impulse from your feet through the length of your legs up your spine somehow helps this? So you start with your hands interlaced and facing towards the top of your head and then you're just sort of turning them outwards and lengthening your elbows. Seeing how far that goes easily and a little push up your spine from your feet maybe here. little push up. And let's make that a little bit so if you roll your body to the left, can your right arm more easily turn out and approach the side of your face? Your right arm. And if you roll your body a little bit, To the right, can your left arm more easily turn palm out and extend towards the side of your face? So see if, with that push up from your foot, a little roll of your body to one side or to the other side helps and lets that opposite arm lengthen. So from your feet, you roll your pelvis, roll your body a little to the left. And can your right arm lengthen and come closer to your face more easily? 
and vice versa. You roll the other way, your other arm, the opposite arm, come to your face more easily. Or what about if you go straight up the middle, but you lift your head as you lengthen your palms out over your head. If you lift your head, does that help somehow your shoulders organize so that your hands can turn out and your elbows come closer to the side of your face? Try and feel how lifting your head helps you. So as you roll your palms out and lengthen your arms, lift your head. Feel if that helps you, slide your elbows along the floor and turn your palms out. Then try again with a little rolling to one side and the other, roll to the right, and does that help you lengthen your left arm? Roll to the left, does that help you lengthen your right arm? Great, leave that, come onto your back. And lying on your back, feel how your shoulder blades rest, how your neck feels organized, how many cushions you do or don't want under your head. And one last time, interlace your fingers in front of you and do this full circle down, one elbow towards the floor and sliding along the floor so your rolling hands rolling in and out, draw a big circle towards over your head. Keep the circle going around so it passes over your low belly. And feel the parts of that whole big circle where your hands are very loose and free and easy to turn in and out probably still some places where they catch, where it suddenly becomes more difficult to turn. lot of places, a lot of directions where it's clearer and easier. And bring your arms down alongside. And feel your contact. Your shoulder blades. Last week we were tapping them, right? How clear are they lying on the floor this week after this lesson? You have a feeling, the organization of your head, the tilt of your head, the pillows underneath. If you open your eyes and look straight ahead, what are you looking at now? And slowly at your own pace, when you're ready, you can roll to your side. 
Come up to sit and come up to stand. Feel how tall you feel now, how your spine seems to be shaped or suspended. How's your head organized? Is that an abstract question or not? How is your head organized? Can you feel that? Okay. And walk and feel what walking feels like. 